Trinity Dallas. We pray that this message will be a source of encouragement and hope in your life today. Enjoy today's message. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome. Glad to see you this morning. For those of you that are joining us online, glad to see you here this morning. Thank you for being here. This is a special Sunday for me and for Trinity Church as a church. Many years ago, I met our guest, Gordon Moore. Gordon really came into our hearts, our lives, uh, at a real pivotal time for the church and really became very quickly a very close friend. Since that time, he's been here probably four or five times and preached and ministered to us, so I really don't even count him hardly as a guest anymore. He's just a friend, someone who loves our church, someone who comes really with a real prophetic word for us and real, uh, just a real move of the Lord that's really with him when he speaks. And so I want you to give a big, big Dallas welcome to our friend Gordon Moore. Come on, Pastor Gordon. Good to have you here. Come on, give me a hand. Thank you, Pastor. Always a delight to be here back in the big D. It's awesome. I'm incorrigible. I'm a cowboy supporter. Um, I wish they would support me a bit more, but anyway, that's okay. Uh, we'll believe for today, right? We'll believe for today. And uh, thank you, Pastor Joe and Nancy. Always a delight to be here and with the team. And uh, all that God's doing in your church, it's just incredible. We've just been over to the uh, campus over at Highland Park and what God's doing there. A couple of men came to Christ in the service, so that's really good. And um, uh, it's just a, always a privilege to uh, come and preach the Gospel. Um, I don't know how many are left, but I do have some product out there. I haven't bought everything. Um, I've got this one, Yes, Holy Spirit. All right, all about the Holy Spirit. Um, there's this one about miracles, how you can get your miracle. Um, this one's about the church. People said to me, why is it thicker than all the other books? I said, well, I know a bit more about that. So I put that. And then, um, then I've written this one. This is, you're probably one of, probably about three or four churches to get this. It's my latest book, Normal Christian. Any normal Christians here? Are you sure about that, brother? <laughs> Normal Christian, we'll talk about that in a minute. Hey, um, we're going to pray for some people. I felt today I've just focused on praying for people that are in pain. You have pain in your body. Um, I've been there. I know exactly what it means. Um, and, you know, when you just start saying, I don't care what you do, just give me the morphine, Right? that means your pain levels are very high. And I have a lot of compassion and uh, sympathy for people that have pain. There's some people in this meeting, you probably, it was a challenge even to get here today. I wanna pray for you and believe for your miracle together. You might have other conditions that you're suffering from. And we just wanna turn this into a prayer meeting at the beginning and pray for people. Always do the miracles first. Pray for people first. Uh, it's just how God showed me how to do it um, because I want it to be an encounter right at the beginning of the meeting with God for you. So let's all stand together, shall we? And if you have pain in your body or you have uh, any other illness or sickness, just get out of your seat and come and we're gonna believe God for your miracle and for your healing. Thank you. Yeah, come, people coming now. Just slip out of your seat. Hi, how you going? Good to see you again, honey. Come on in, come on in. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, just last week, I was in San Angelo, and um, after the meeting, a woman came to me and she said, oh, Pastor Gordon, she said, last year you prayed like this. She said, I had a shoulder, it was smashed. She was in a bad accident. And she said, I had to have a number of operations. And the doctors concluded that what I had was that's the best it'll be. And she said, I prayed in the altar call and I really felt faith come into my heart. And she said, you know the amazing thing, Pastor? She said, nothing happened. <laughs> and she said, I went home, it was like, well, nothing. But she said, I had that faith that you talked about. I just believe God. And she said, over about the next three months, she noticed every day it was getting freer and freer. And she said to me, look at this pastor. And she, she's been like this. I went, wow, man, that's awesome. You know, God can heal, amen. But, it, but here's the thing. You and I, we're trying to get healed, right? Because everything in us says, I don't wanna be sick. I don't want pain. So we're struggling. But you've you got to understand, healing doesn't come through struggle or trying to get healed. It's called faith healing. In other words, it's faith in the divine power of God. So it's not your faith even that heals you. It's actually the divine power that heals you. But God's chosen faith as the way in which He moves. So one of the things I've learned is you don't get healed in your body first. You get healed in your faith first and you give it to the, your body. And what I've found in my own life, struggled for years trying to get healed in my body. Well, let's get this healed, but it didn't work. And then I discovered I was doing it around the wrong way. What I need to do is to believe God. And when I get faith in my heart, a miracle can happen. Once you put your hand on your heart, and reach out a hand. Church, will you pray for your friends, people that are here and believe God with them? Yeah, come on down. No one misses out here. Let's go. Just put your hand on your heart and pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross and taking my sin, my sickness and my pain. Right now, just as you took my sin. I give you my pain and I give you my sickness. Take it away in the name of Jesus. And now I boldly declare by your stripes, I am healed. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give them thanks, church. Now, now when you go and sit down, don't check it out. You know what I'm saying, bro? You sit down, you go, did that work? <laughs> See, you've gone straight to the body. Stay in faith. You might feel pain, but stay in faith. You understand what I'm saying here? And when you get healed, tell somebody. Just like that lady, she's telling everybody, man, you, this crazy Australian prayed for me and look at this, you know? So tell somebody, amen? You can be seated, church. Fantastic. The purpose of my book here, uh, Normal Christian, is to present the biblical concept that it is normal for every Christian to live in the provisions and the accomplishments of the cross of Christ. Currently, right now in our society, 
People are talking about a big reset. Have you heard that? The reset. But no one's telling you what the reset is. Because you know why? They don't have a clue. Right? There is no reset. There is no new normal. The only normal is the eternal normal of God's Word. God's Word will never pass away. It never changes. People say, oh yeah, but we need to deconstruct the church because I don't like the way it's been working and we need to reconstruct it. Well, gee, that's funny. I didn't think you were building the church. Jesus said on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will prevail against it. Your job and my job is not to build the church. We're to be co-laborers with Christ. We're workers together with Him. But He's building the church. You see, all these concepts are foreign to the biblical concept. See, people are trying to redefine because it might not have worked for them or they got hurt or they didn't like what was happening. But just because you don't like it or I don't like it, it doesn't mean God's not right. And not everything that happens in the church is the church. Right? Let me ask you a question. Is this building the church? No. It's a facility to stop us from getting wet. (laughs) And it is amazing. You know, over the years I meet Christians, I don't like the colour of it. Well, at least you're dry. Because it's raining right now. So, so what, what I'm saying is we get the wrong concepts and we start worrying about things that actually aren't the church. Let me ask you another question. If a Christian brother or sister hurts you, is that the church? Well, that person might be a member of the church, but what happened isn't the church. <laughs> it's the actions of an individual Christian who should know better. And I find Christians all over, they're hurt. And it's like, no, no, you've got it wrong. You're not living in the accomplishments and the provisions of the cross. It's normal for you and me to live in the accomplishments of the cross of Jesus. Therefore, the writer to the Hebrews puts it this way. If you've got your Bibles, you can go to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. And this is what he says. God who at various times, plural, and in various ways, plural, spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, plural, has in these last days spoken to us by His Son or through His Son, singular. When Jesus came, everything changed. When Jesus died on the cross, everything changed. It is the pivotal event in all history, the cross of Jesus Christ. And what the Father in heaven is saying, I have already spoken to you through my Son. Therefore, whatever or anything and everything that God has to say to us, He has already said it in His Son. Wow. That's a massive statement by the writer to the Hebrews. Massive. 
This is God's frequency. What God has accomplished in His Son on the cross. Have you ever read the story of the Mount Transfiguration? I call this a Peter moment. Peter's a fascinating character. There's only one other person in the Bible like him. Her name was Martha. And they all had something to say to Jesus. They were always interrupting Jesus. Remember, remember when Lazarus died and Jesus turned up late? He walks in the door and instead of, oh, hello, Jesus, it's so great to see you. What does Martha say? If you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. It's your fault. Peter's the same. So he says to Peter, James and John, let's go up the mountain and we're gonna pray, we're gonna do some stuff. So they go up the mountain and the Bible says the moment they get there, Jesus is transfigured. He becomes like light. And then another amazing thing happens. You read it. Moses and Elijah turn up and they start talking with each other. And then comes in Peter. Peter can't keep his mouth shut. He's got to talk. And he opens his mouth and he goes, Jesus, Lord, it's great that we're here. That's called narcissism. Because it's all about Peter. And he says, let us build three tabernacles. One for Moses and the law. One for Elijah and the prophets. And one for you, Jesus, the new covenant. He just gets it out of his mouth and it says a voice from heaven comes. And it says this. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear Him. The Gordon Moore paraphrased version. Shut up, Peter. (laughs) We don't want to hear you. The law's finished. The prophets are finished. And now the new covenant of Christ is here, written in His blood. The provisions and the accomplishments of the cross of Jesus. This is called God's frequency. A frequency is simply a repeating event. Like if you clap your hands, it travels. Like right now in this room, there are frequencies everywhere. You just, you can't hear them, but they're here. As a matter of fact, if we had the right kind of equipment, I could probably tune into the news in Brisbane, Australia. It's true, isn't it? Because all we've got to have is the right equipment. Because you see, there's always a source to a frequency and there's a receptor. God's source is the Lord Jesus Christ. And He has been speaking for 2,000 years. The question is, have we heard Him? The reason we don't hear Him is our receptors aren't in search mode, like my phone here. I've got to turn on the Wi-Fi. I've got to turn on the Bluetooth and it starts searching. The Bible says if you seek for Him, you'll find Him. God responds to people who seek in faith. That's how He's chosen to do things. So He sends out His message and people that are seeking, turning, tuning in, will hear. The second thing is you've got to be positioned correctly. A few years ago, I went for a hunt in the mountains of Canada, up in the Rockies. I took my phone. It didn't work. 
Because right next to me were these huge, beautiful mountains and valleys. You get in the valley, it's not going to work. A lot of people can't hear God because they're in the wrong position. They've got other things blocking out the frequency. Their own opinions, their hurts, their sin, whatever. But congratulations to you today. You've positioned yourself in a good position. You got yourself in church. So you're obviously seeking God. You're obviously interested in God. And that's why you're here and you're tuning in. And the chances of you hearing God are very high. And getting something in your spirit. Frequency. So in God's economy, there's only one frequency, the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So what does that mean? Well, if, if we're more orthodox in our view, we would think that's Jesus on the cross. Jesus Christ and Him crucified, it's Jesus and His passion. But actually, if you read the New Testament, you'll discover that that phrase doesn't mean Jesus just on the cross, it actually means Jesus and His complete finished work. That's why when Jesus was dying on the cross, He yelled out in a loud voice, it is finished. What does finished mean? Finished. It's complete. It's fulfilled. That's why Paul said in Colossians, you are complete in Him. It means everything we need is provided for us in the cross. The Apostle Paul said, we're blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. The cross is God's provision for us. That's why Paul said to the Corinthians, I determine not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Let me ask you a question. Where's the cross in your life? Did you know some Christians are crucifying themselves every day? They're a victim. They feel they're failing in their faith. So they do penance. I'll pray more. I'll read the Bible more. I'll give more money. I'll serve. I'll, I'll feed the hungry. I'll do whatever. I'm going to do all these things because actually I have to pay some sort of price. But the reality is Jesus died for you and me and paid the price. There's no other price that can be paid. It's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Still more Christians are looking forward to the cross hoping that God will do something in their future. I hope God heals me. I hope God saves me. I hope this will work out okay. I hope God will be there for me. But the reality is, the normal Christian doesn't get on the cross or look forward to the cross. The normal Christian looks back to the cross as an accomplished fact. That on the cross, everything I need Everything I will ever need has been provided. And we live by faith with that belief. We look back to the cross, to the finished, complete, perfect provisions and accomplishments of Jesus Christ. Wow, what a life. That just changes everything. That's just like, wow. So once I know that, I step out in the anticipated supply. I just live my life knowing that God will get it to me. God will help me. That as I walk 
in obedience to Him, He's going to supply. Because I'm not looking forward to a supply, I'm looking back to an accomplished, finished supply. (laughs) Does that help anybody here this morning? This is God's frequency to know nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Therefore, friends, you know what's really important? Who we listen to and what we say. Let me say it again. Therefore, who we listen to and what we say is vital. Now, here's the thing. God does everything through words. How did He create the worlds? Through words. How did He bring down the walls of charity? Uh, charity. Uh, Jericho, that was a Freudian slip. How did He bring it down? Words. They shouted. And the walls come down. How do you get born again? Words. If you believe in your heart that Jesus is the Lord and God raised Him from the dead and you can confess that with your mouth, you will be saved. See, it's words. Therefore, the devil uses counter words. Because the devil knows if he can control the narrative, he can set the atmospheres and the realities. The devil knows if he can control the narrative, he can set the atmospheres and the realities. Wow, that's a powerful thing. He came to, the de- he came to Eve. He questions the Word. Did God say? What did God say? Then he denies the Word. You won't die. Then he replaced God's Word With his own words. God knows in the day that you eat it, you will be like God's little g. Here's the truth. They were already like God. Capital G. The Bible says, male and female created he them in his likeness and image. See how the devil comes in? And then what did he do? He set the atmosphere and the realities. From then on, man began to die. Disaster came into the world. Now look at our world as a result of sin. And that's how the devil wants to work in your life and my life. We've got to make a decision that we're not going to be an echo chamber for the devil's narrative. But rather we're going to be an echo of God's frequency. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. God's atmospheres and realities flow through His Word. This is why we have the Holy Scriptures. So why did God write this? Some people never read it because they think God wrote it for Himself in case He had amnesia. God didn't write this for Himself. He wrote this for you and me so that you and I would have in black and white, here it is, look, look at that. It's so clear, you can just read it and there it is. People say, yeah, but what does, I don't know what God wants. Get a concordance. People say, God, speak to me about this or that. You shouldn't even ask God that, He's already spoken. 
Do a study of faith or healing or money or what. Do a study yourself, get a concordance and look up the key scriptures, write them out and begin to, then begin to confess it. Have a guess what will happen? Your life will change like that because now you're echoing the frequency of God. So does God speak to me outside the Word? Yes, by the Spirit. I find that as I obey the Word of God, the Holy Spirit reveals things to me. And have a guess what we're to do? Make adjustments. So walking by faith is obeying the Word of God. And as we obey the Word of God, the Holy Spirit will reveal something and we make an adjustment. You know, Christians get all complicated. I met Christians all over the world. Oh, God said this and God said that. And God told me to wear my black shirt today. And God told me to have fried eggs this morning. I asked God, what shall I have, fried eggs or shall I have cereal? What a crazy way to live. Like you're this little puppet that can't make decisions. I don't see in the Bible where it says eat cereal. You know what the Bible says? Eat what is good. (laughs) That's what it says. So, pretty simple, isn't it? And then you learn your Bible, your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit, and whoever destroys this body, God will destroy. Okay, so I need to eat healthy, good food. I need exercise, because the Bible says physical exercise profiteth a little. Yes, there's, there's profit in it, but there's greater profit in godliness. So I, I can't do it. See, I'm just reading the Bible here, I haven't even prayed. But I find Christians get all complicated. And Christianity is not complicated to the normal Christian. It's just not complicated. The problem is we don't know enough of the Word of God. And we're not in tune with the Holy Spirit listening. He will reveal things. If we've got our frequency tuned and we're tuned into God's frequency. And we're listening to the Word of God and we're hearing the Spirit. Wow. Amazing. Just on Sunday, I was in the middle of praying for people and I got this impression of a hand. And I went, who's, who's the person here that broke their right hand? And a wife sitting about there. <laughs> Praise God for wives. She just went, boom. And he goes, <laughs> he was like a, what well, we say in Australia, he was like a stunned mullet. Like you would say here, a deer in headlights. Yeah. See the promptings of the Spirit. If, if you listen, God will speak to you. And, it, it, and it's not weird. He, he will just speak to you because you're in the Word and you're in the Spirit. Amazing, amazing. Don't, is this helping anybody? God wants you and me to move in unison with what He's already said in His Word and what He's revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. You see, we get novel. Christians get novel. Like a few years ago, I was in a church and a, a, a leader came up to me in the church. He said, oh, pastor, I'm believing for a new prophecy today. I said, what? why? What did you do to the other one? He quickly forgot that prophecy. He wanted a new one. But here's the point. The first thing we should do is the last thing God told us to do. And if he doesn't tell us to do something else, just keep doing what he told you to do. I spent 30 years 
building a church on one guidance. And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, go to Brisbane and build a church in the heart of the north side. So my wife and I packed up, moved to the north side. And for 30, I didn't get up every day. Lord, what do you want me to do today? I just kept doing what he told me to do. And then as I did that, he spoke to me. Visit that person, ring that person, do that, buy this land. So I just, I just started to do what God told me. I did that for 30 years. Seven years ago, the Lord said to me, that's it, you're finished now. It was clear as that. I felt the Lord say, you're done with this. Give the church to someone else and I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> so that's what I did. My wife and I talked about, we said, right, we set a date and we handed it over to our sons and daughters in the faith. And then we said, okay, God, what do you want us to do now? And then he started leading. People began to invite us. We began to do stuff. And that was seven years ago. But you see, when you're in the Word and the Spirit and you're in faith on the provisions of Christ, it's, it's a simple matter. And you know when you know the will of God? When you look back. <laughs> and when you look back, wow, look what God's done. But when you're here and you go to take a step, sometimes it's fuzzy, it's foggy, you, you, you have an impression to do something. Why is that? The just shall live by faith. We're to live by faith. The will of God always makes sense looking back. And if you will look back, you'll see God's led you. He's spoken to you. He showed you stuff. Keep doing those things that you know the Bible tells you to do and what He's already revealed to you. Man, if we could do that as Christians, we'll change the world. Because we won't be bothered about this or that. There won't be insecurity or uncertainty. We, we, we will just keep doing what God told us to do. That's why Paul said to Timothy, continue in the things that you've already learned. He said, if you do that, you'll not only save yourself, but people that hear you. He didn't say get a new word. He said, just keep doing what you already know. And you know, my friends, listen to me. I know, I've been in this thing for over 50 years. There's enough knowledge in this room to fill libraries. What's the problem? We don't do it. We forget it and we want something new. We're living in the novel. No, don't live in the novel, live in the Bible. That was a joke. But anyway, we're gonna pray for some people. Can we do that? Why don't you bow your heads in the presence of God? Maybe today you've never said yes to the Lord. You might've even been brought up in the church. You, you might say to me, you know, Gordon, I actually do believe in God. I actually do believe. But you see, belief without action is not belief at all. It is a mental ascent. It is a great idea, but it's not faith. Faith is when we obey what God says. And maybe today there's one or two people here and you've never said yes to Jesus. Or maybe you have and you've drifted and you've found you've lost God's frequency. Yet you haven't heard His voice as clear as you used to. Why don't you get right with God today? Why don't you say, you know what, I'm going to come back. I'm going to get back to where I should be with Christ. 
You see, dear friends, sometimes we think God is a long way away, but the truth is He's never left you. You're just not on His frequency. And today, if you just tuned in, you'll hear Him speak again to you. If you'd like to say yes to Jesus for the first time or come back in this moment right now, why don't you raise up your hand bold and I'll count it a privilege to include you in a prayer. Thank you, ma'am. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Anyone else? Just say yes to the Lord for the first time. You're coming back. Up in the balcony, is there anybody? I'm looking one more time. Thank you. Yes, young lady, I see your hand. Let's all stand together, shall we? I'm going to lead you in a confession to say what the Bible says. And the Bible says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Why don't we bow our heads? Let's all pray it together, shall we? Let's all pray this together. Say, Lord Jesus, today I thank You for dying for me on the cross. I believe that You are Lord and that God raised You from the dead. And today I open the door of my life and I invite You in. I repent and turn from sin and everything that displeases You. And I promise to follow You and serve you all my days in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that church? Isn't that good? Now those people that raise their hand, talk to one of, one of the leaders, one of the pastors is gonna talk to you, Pastor Rob, others, Pastor Matthew, okay. And don't go home just making a private decision, okay talk to someone, someone's going to come and chat to you and say, hey, look, I'll put my hand up because it could be for the first time you could be coming back. And now, just as you confess Jesus as Lord, commit to a life of being an echo of God's frequency. Amen. Do you believe it? Thank you, Pastor Matthew. Wow. Yo, that was fantastic. I felt like it was a meteor shower and I'm trying to catch all these this amazing revelations with a baseball glove, you know. So good, so good, Pastor Gordon. You know, this message is gonna live for a long time on our YouTube channel. So if you're like me, trying to write down all these nuggets, it's okay, you can, you can go back and watch it, put it on 0.75 speed, really catch everything that God has for us. So many truths, so many realities that God wants to help us with. So please take advantage of that. Hey, everybody, make sure that you take your worship guide with you. There's a couple things that apply to you personally and specifically. We want to make sure that you get registered, that you sign up, take advantage of everything that we have prepared for you. Also, at this time, I'd like to invite the ministry team forward. That's our small group leaders, our uh, staff members. If you'll please come to the front. We want to make sure and connect with you. If God's doing something in your heart, if you're one of those people that prayed that prayer for the first time or rededicated your life to the Lord, we want to connect with you. Christians need Christian friends. We need each other to help grow and become the disciples God's called us to be. So please take advantage of these leaders if that applies to you today. Are you glad you came to church, everyone? What a wonderful message. Thank you again, Pastor Gordon.
There are still some resources on the back, so make sure you grab those on your way out. But before you go, I want to speak a blessing over you. The Lord bless you, Lord keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace, joy, and rest during this wonderful Thanksgiving week. Amen, and God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. If you'd like to dive deeper into today's message, go to trinitydallas.com forward slash sermons to receive your copy of the notes. If today's message encouraged you, do someone else a favor and share it with them. Also be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. A special shout out to all those who partner with us through their giving. Your contributions have enabled us to touch the lives of people in our community, as well as around the globe. Visit us at trinitydallas.com forward slash give to partner with what God is doing through Trinity Dallas. God bless.